Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Pastor Lenny, and it is Tuesday, February 21st. 21st. I'm a little melancholy this week because my wife is not with me. And uh, so I don't know if she'll be back in time to at least uh, enter into Friday's broadcast. She is in New Hampshire, Exeter, New Hampshire, as today, my, um, my daughter-in-law, Holly, and uh, my son, Stephen, um, well, we're going to be ushering in, or being ushered in today will be my, my new granddaughter. And I know there's a lot of excitement about that. I will now have, I might even have, I might even have three, three granddaughters right now. I don't even know yet. I don't know. But uh, Lori is there. She's watching my grandson, Joseph, Joey. And, um, you know, when, when um, Holly comes home, then Lori will also come home. And I don't know if that's going to be Thursday or Friday. Um, I know that Exeter is supposed to have a, a snowstorm on Thursday, five inches, maybe more. So, We'll see. We're going to keep Lori in prayer, and I'm going to keep missing her until she comes home. So, um, like I said, hopefully she'll be with us on, on Friday. But I'm going to get her picture on, on here one way or another. One way or another. And I'm going to pick it out. <laughs> so, um, with that, we'll just uh, keep, keep uh, all in, up in prayer. Believing for healthy um, deliveries and and uh, safe travels. I want to thank you guys all. Okay, Lori says the new baby granddaughter is not yet here. Okay. <laughs> Speak louder. I wonder why you cannot hear me. Um, I have the microphone right here. Uh, hope that it's on, but if not, I will speak louder. And um, with the hopes that everybody can hear. So I want to, again, thank you guys for all that you do for me and Lori and for the ministry, the encouragement, the encouraging words. And I'm talking about we have just received some beautiful, beautiful messages, beautiful messaging. And I read them and I show them to Lori and I'm like, are they talking about me? And... I just have to give all the glory to, to God and glory to Holy Spirit because it's him through me. But thank you for your beautiful letters. Thank you for your, your cards. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for your financial offerings, your financial gifts. You know, they're amazing. They're amazing. And we, we, uh, we are truly thankful and grateful for you. And I mean that. And we love you from and I mean it from the bottom of our heart, my heart, our hearts, because I know Lori feels the same way. I want to uh, also let you know about Sunday past, this Sunday past, we had uh, more than three times the amount of people that would normally attend the service here. I mean, we ran out of chairs. There were people sitting on the floor. And it was a an amazing and a, a, a special night. And, you know, we ended up praying for a lot of people and we're waiting for the testimonies to come in because a lot of the, you know, the praying were for things that, you know, you, you, you couldn't see. 
but you're going to have to wait for the confirmation. You know, we, we prayed for two or three people who were, were told um, that they had cancer. And um, we are believing, we are standing by his stripes. You know, they, they are and they were. They are, they were, they're healed. And there were some other, you know, uh, many others that we prayed for. It was just a really wonderful night. The service, it lasted, well, Lori and I, well, 6, six o'clock, 10 o'clock. It was four hours. And uh, it was just a wonderful, wonderful time. And, you know, with all the people that were there, the Holy Spirit, he instructed me, do not have anyone fill out a registration card. Do not take anybody's name or uh, ask for, you know, um, emails or, or phone numbers. Because this is not about, you know, growing New Life Church. This is about my children. This is about them. This is about those who are in need. And that is all this is about. And so that's, that's what we did, you know. And uh, we're going to have it again uh, another night like this in a couple of months, and we're going we're gonna to have them on a regular basis. Um, but it was, it was wonderful. So thank you for your prayers. I know we had some IT challenges, so it wasn't, it wasn't all viewable. Um, but trust me, it was a, a very powerful night. And it leads me, it's leading me to, uh, to today's subject, what I want to talk about today. I really hope that I have not offended you. I, I really hope that I have not delivered a message that adds to or puts you, um, especially adds to, um, putting you or keeping you in a place of guilt, shame, or condemnation. Because you hear, hear from a lot of people. We're segueing we're segueing a little, a little bit from our normal messaging. Tomorrow we're going to keep, we're, we're going to go back to exploring faith, and we're going to be talking about covenant, because covenant is vitally important, vitally important. But today, we're going to address the fact that I know many of you here, preachers say, you already got it. You're already healed, okay? And, um, well, you know what? Many are not. Many are not. This is the truth and this is a fact, okay? We are spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. Now, our spirits are perfect and are complete, and are whole, and are as Jesus is, and our spirits, within our spirit beings, has been deposited everything we need for life and godliness. And that includes healing and prosperity. Now, the soul, the soul has to become Renewed. It has to become renewed. And trust me, there's a lot of cloudiness in our souls. There's a lot of wrong teaching that, that has filtered into our souls for many a year. Okay? For many a year. In my case, it was 30 years. It was 30 plus years. 
and 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 sometimes today, if I'm not careful, careful what I'm listening to, you know, it will get in there and it, it and it will add some pollution a little bit and some cloudiness a little bit. But the soul has to be renewed, and then, as that happens, the body follows. But you see, until the soul is renewed, the body has not followed or cannot follow, and so. That's where healing takes place, from the renewal and transformation that takes place, right? It starts in our spirit being. It moves to our, our, our soul. And this is why John, in 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I pray above all things that you would prosper and be in health accordingly as your soul prospers. So he's talking just like Paul is talking in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Become renewed, transformed, metamorphosized by the renewing of your mind. So it starts in the spirit realm. But then the soulish realm becomes renewed. A revelation, an illumination. And then faith is birth and faith rises up. And then the body, the body must follow. But when the body hasn't followed, we can't say, well, you're healed. You know, we walk by faith and we, not, we, we walk by faith and we don't walk by sight. But hey, he, here's the thing. God doesn't just want us to walk by faith when it comes to our healing and our prosperity. He wants us to be healed and he wants us to be prospered. That's the truth, period. All right? So... I hope that when I share, listen, I know that there's some of you who are still laying on that bed with ALS. I know that there's some of you who still have the cancer. Oh boy, don't ever do that again. Don't say you have it. You see, that's another guilt-ridden trip. You spoke it, you have it. Yes, death and life are in the power of the tongue. We know that. We know that. But to say, you know what, the doctors told me I have cancer. Oh, no, don't say you have, you know what, my body has cancer. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? But, but, but when they make something wrong about that, oh, then you have another, another episode of guilt, shame, and condemnation. And I know most of what I'm doing today is, be, is, is on a soapbox, but this soapbox is, gonna, is led by the Holy Spirit, I promise you, Okay? And it's like, oh man, I set my healing back, I don't know how long, you know, a, a month, a year, two years, ten years, because I said it. Come on, please. And if you're preaching that, preacher, stop it because you're putting guilt, shame, and condemnation on people. What we are called to do, and I don't even know if I'm getting any amens. I don't know if I'm getting many, many amens. This tells me that the volume is up, so I don't know why people are telling me they can't hear. Maybe you need to turn the volume up on your telephones or on your televisions. Because I have a little meter here that shoots up when I talk. And as far as it's telling me, it has volume, so I don't know. But I'll keep talking loud. So when I preach, I want to just stay with the truth of the message of the Bible. Now, you have to know one thing, one thing about the truth, about the message of this Bible, our Bible, especially when it comes to the New Covenant. 
especially when it came to Jesus. You cannot find anyone in the Gospels. You cannot find anyone in the New Testament that was prayed for, who had hands laid on him, who came for healing, who came to be prayed for, who came to receive, who was not healed. There is not one. And I challenge anybody listening, because I know I got some challengers out there, to bring up one. They could bring up two people. Protheth, pro, I don't even know how to fully say his name. Prothethemus, Prothethemus, whatever. But guess what? He recovered. And the other one is in 2 Timothy or 3 Timothy, I'm not sure. Trophesimus. And nowhere ever does it say he was prayed for to receive healing and was not healed. And nowhere does it ever tell us that he stayed sick and he remained sick and he was never healed. That's an assumption that you have to make. And so... Those two obscure scriptures, you compare them to everything else, and you see that every single person that came to Jesus, every single person that asked to be healed, every single person that was prayed for, that was prayed over, healed, healed, healed. So our only conclusion is that healing for all is the will of God. We have to know that, and we have to believe that. But what about those whose body hasn't caught up with the truth of that message? And again, I'm not going to deny that there are bodies that haven't caught up, because there are, and you know it. And my heart goes out to you, and I'm standing with you. I trust me. I, I know the pain. I know the hurt. I, I, I know the, the turmoil, you know? And I, I know the confusion. Well, I don't have enough faith. Well, I don't believe enough. Well, I'm not speaking enough. <sighs> you know, we have to remove guilt, shame, and condemnation. And we have to stick with the with the truth of the scriptures. Well, we know Jesus became a curse to redeem us from the curse of the law of sin and of death. That is talking about uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, where he became a curse because cursed is anyone that hangs on a tree. That was freeing us from the Mosaic covenant of law, where it says, if you, then I will bless you. But if you don't, then the curse the curse of this covenant will come upon you. Jesus freed us from that. Galatians chapter 3. And then in Colossians chapter 2, it, he, Paul confirms it again there where he says he took those ordinances that were against us. He took them that were contrary to us. The big 10 to 613, the law of sin and of death. He nailed them to the cross and he canceled them out. And now we stand in the new covenant, the covenant of grace, where by his stripes we are healed. So now we have to stick with the truth of the Bible. The truth of the Bible. And like I said, the first truth is 
Jesus in John chapter 12, verse 49, he said, I can only do, I can only speak, I can only say what I hear my father saying. You know, what he says, I say. What he does, I do. What he speaks, I speak. So we see the will of the father because no one, and this is what I don't like about the chosen. Oh yeah, millions are coming to know the Lord. But that, that man that made it, he says at the end of it, we do our best to stick to the gospel account. Well, in the gospel account that I have, little James never went up to Jesus for healing and walked away without it. And because Jesus said, just think about how many people you could talk to, John, or, or James, you know, and, 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 give, and, and, and give strength to and whatever. When they see you walking in your cane and, and, and hobbling along, that wasn't in, in, in the gospel. So don't tell me you're sticking true to the gospel record when you do your productions. Tell it like it is. Not everything is truth here to scriptures. We, we added some stuff. We've taken some licensing. Just like, just like Peter's wife. Show me in the gospels where Peter's wife becomes pregnant and then she has a miscarriage. And they get all mad and upset at Jesus because they weren't healed. He wasn't, she wasn't healed. Whatever. You know what? I know that there's somewhere in the scriptures that says, Cur Cursed warnings to he who adds to the words of this book. And that's adding. That's my little soapbox. Is it good? Is people coming to know the Lord? Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff in there that's not right. And it'll mess up your minds. If you're a Christian and you're a believer and you're waiting for healing, that is putting in your mind, well, not everybody's going to be healed. And that is not anywhere in the Bible. You can't find it, period. In the Gospels, in our New Covenant. You can't. You can't find it. I told you about those two obscure scriptures, and nowhere does it say they weren't healed. In fact, one of them recovered fully. And the other one, it did not say he remained sick. He remained, he, he, or he died because of an illness or a sickness. That's an assumption you have to make. And so what are you doing? What are people doing? They're making a wrong assumption from one obscure scripture when they got hundreds of other scriptures to show and prove the opposite. Oh boy, I, I'm getting angry. I'm getting righteous indignation. So what should we be preaching? Just what I said. We are new creations. We are new creations. Inside us has been deposited every single thing we need for life and godliness. It has been, has been deposited with, within us. So possibly to say we already have it, right? We're not talking about it's already manifested in my, in my body. But we already have it delivered and deposited in our spirit being. Now, we are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body. Now, we got to get it to our body. And the only connection is our soul. So this is where we concentrate on, on our souls. We don't deny that our body hasn't responded yet. We don't deny that our body is still in, 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 has an ailment or disease. But we know the power and the healing has already been deposited. By his stripes, we were healed. It's been deposited. And this is consistent with what Paul teaches. Oh, I have my, 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 the Bible, uh, my paper Bible. I love this Bible. 
I love this Bible. Man, I wrote all over it. I'm going to leave this to one of my grandchildren, and they're going to be blessed. But let's look at what Paul says, okay? The greatest prayer in the New Testament for us, and I say greatest because it's for us, it's for the new creation, is found in Ephesians. It's found in Ephesians chapter 1. I have it memorized. I hope you have it memorized. Ephesians chapter 1. And it starts with verse 17, okay? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. I hope I can read it because I wrote all over it. Verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would cause to spring up from within you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of what he knows about us. So now Paul is saying here, it's within us. It's been deposited within us. But now what we need is that spirit of wisdom and revelation and understanding and illumination to rise up. And that takes place in our soul. And until that takes place, the body's going to be unresponsive. So to call it what it's not, it's not scriptural. To call it what it is, there's nothing wrong with that. But to know that the answer is in revelation and illumination and spiritual understanding because it has been deposited in me, because it already has been given to me, that's right and that's proper. So that's what we do with this ministry. With this ministry, we try to present to you the real you, the true you. You're holy, you're righteous, you're unblameable. You have the same power that works, that rose Christ from the dead, living and dwelling in you, Romans chapter 8, 11. And now we become transformed. We become glorified. We become metamorphosized. How? By our mind becoming renewed. There's always got to be that connection between our spirit being and our body. And it takes place in, in, in the soul. And let me tell you something. If you're not listening to right teaching, that soul is going to continue to be clouded. It's going to continue to be muddied. And you're, continue, you're going to continue to have condemnation guilt and shame in your soul. I might be getting a lot of people mad at me. I, you know, I, I don't know. I hope not. You know? If it's adding to your guilt, shame, condemnation, adding to, to you guilt, shame, it's not of God and it's not scriptural. You know, it's not. You look at your body and you say, no, I'm not healed. I'm not. So what's the challenge? Everything you need has been deposited within you. And number two, revelation and illumination and enlightening that only comes from the spirit must take place. And this is what we're doing when we're exploring faith. We're telling you how faith it rises up. Faith is birth. Faith springs forth when we're hearing, 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 hearing about the Christ, about the Christ about Jesus, about Jesus. 
that the eyes of our illumination would be enlightened. He's talking about the eyes of our soul, that they would become enlightened, right? And then he goes on in this powerful prayer. They said, that you might know, okay, that you might become intimate with, that you might become, you know, that word intimate is like a husband and a wife, you know, in the height of their intimacy, when they consume, when they consummate a, a marriage, you know, it's, in, it's, it's intimate. So he's saying, right, that you would become intimate with the exceeding greatness of his power towards you. Okay, you understand? You follow now? Everything you need has been deposited. But the only way it can get from where it's been deposited to where, to where it has to go to the body, it has to make its way through the soul. Now, that's also consistent with Ephesians chapter 3. Verses 18, verses 19, verses 20. Beautiful verses, okay? From Paul's second prayer. You know that by faith, by faith, Christ may dwell in your heart in love. So, so Paul is saying, you know, faith that springs forth, that, that is birth, right? You're going to be stab established in that faith? You know, the love of Christ? This is what Paul is telling you. In your souls, you have to become established in the love of Christ, where you know the height, the depth, the width, the breadth, the length of his love for you. Right? And then what does he go on to say? Now listen, God is able to do far beyond what you could dare and ask, dare or ask or think for or pray for. And you've been asking for healing. And you've been praying for healing. But now what does Paul say? According to the power that has been deposited within you. So our vernacular must be, he heals them all. And within every single Christian, within every single believer, whether they know it or not, whether they, whether they, whether they acknowledge it or not, whether they want to believe it or not, and most choose not to believe it, in, in, in this, especially in this country. I cannot believe the amount of Christians you know, who, who believe we're Pentecostal fanatics or, or charismatic fanatics or this, you know? I don't know where in my Bible it said healing stopped and healing ceased. I don't, you know, they're dispensationalists. The dispensation, I'm not a dispensationalist. I'm a new covenant believer. And, and God says, my covenant I will not break, nor will I alter the words that comes forth from my mouth. He established a covenant. And once he swore, he swore by his holiness he cannot lie. That covenant stays in force and stays in place. And that's where my healing comes from. And that's when you're, where your healing comes from. God has not stopped, broken, changed our covenant of grace. So I don't even know where they get this stuff. So anyway, according to the power that works within. So what you have to believe, what you have to believe is this. Everything I need has been deposited within me. The same power has been deposited within me. The same character 
has been deposited within me. And now I become the healed and the whole and the righteous and the perfect and the complete and the prosperous by the renewing of my mind. By the renewing of my mind. And as my mind and my soul becomes renewed, brothers, I pray above all else that you would prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. 3 John 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. That you would be metamorphosized. That you would be transformed. That you would become glorified. Where? In your, in your inner man? No, he already is. In your body. How? Renewing of your soul. Renewing of your soul. Renewing of your soul. Renewing of your soul. So don't feel guilty and don't feel shame if that body still hasn't received the manifestation of what's been planted. But don't have any feelings of guilt or shame or condemnation because you're not believing enough, because you're not speaking enough, because you're not standing enough. I know people that have been standing for years. Go back to what the Bible says. Pray Paul's prayer to the Ephesians, for the Ephesians. Chapter 1, chapter 3. Keep hearing about the Christ. In, Roman, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 2 and verse 5, Paul says, Have you received your miracles by working, by doing, or by the hearing? By the hearing, by the hearing of faith. And faith springs forth, its birth comes from, from the hearing about Christ. Keep hearing about Christ. Keep hearing about Christ. Keep your focus on Christ. Until that soul becomes transformed and that body receives the healing from within its own self, thank God that he's, he's given you strength to make it through another day. That you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. That you are more than a conqueror by him who loves you. And know this. My heart goes out to you. Those of you who are waiting. Those of you who need. My heart goes out to you. Pray that I never add any guilt, shame, or condemnation to you. But I will stand with you until the Holy Spirit revelation comes. Until, illumin until illumination comes. And the revelation comes. And the faith that's birthed from within that says, I know it's mine now and I take it and you are. And we're both going to jump and shout for praise when that takes place. Until then, live in peace and live in rest. And know you are loved by Daddy God and by me. This is Pastor Lenny. I hope this, this was okay. I just felt I needed to share some things. And we'll see you tomorrow morning, Wednesday.